I went ahead and I read the last two chapters. For shame, for shame. I don't feel any shame, and, and no one can make me feel bad about it, so you, you can stop trying. It's fine. Well, I don't read ahead because... Why not? I'm a purist. I'm a better person than you are. There's <laughs> rules. I have self-control. Well, there's only one more after this chapter, right? That's yeah. That's why I read it. Yeah. I wanted to know. I wanted, I, I to, wanted to know also. This was a uh, woof chapter. It was. It was a weird one. I think it I finally got one. it though. I don't think you did. Oh, I shoot. read it three times and I didn't get it. <laughs> oh no. Well, I hope you do, because then you can explain it to me. How's oh, that? Oh, okay, I see. Okay. Yes. I'm yes. not entirely sure that I'm any clearer on what's going on Well, now. I mean, there's <laughs> probably a little dipsy-doo to go. <laughs> there's a little dipsy-doo to go. Yeah. Um, do you guys remember where Barney was when we left off last chapter? Yeah, he was stuck in the, uh, the choosy trip, but even more so, he was stuck in Palmer Eldritch. Like, they were one being. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Palmer had uh, offered to help him, and uh, Barney had accepted, and somehow Barney got, mm, I don't know. But Barney just wanted to be a piece on the wall that he knew was going to be around many, many years later, so that if anything happened, he'd still be around, right? Yeah, well, that's not what happened to him. Are you guys ready to begin? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Philip? Let's begin. Okay, so we begin this chapter, excuse me, chapter 11. Chapter what? We don't know where Barney is. We just know that he's having a conversation with, well, it's not even a beginning. We begin in outer space, 12. That is, yes, that is more accurate. We begin with this surreal description of vast trailing arms extending from Proxima Centauri to Terra itself. And, it, and he was not human. He was not a man who had returned. And I guess he's talking about Palmer Eldritch here. It sounds like a refrain. Like if I was reading a Greek tragedy, right? This would be the chorus telling everything that we need to know to set the scene. We're singing the The setting. The scene that they are setting is that this guy's just all alone and he's just looking for some friends. That is how it is made to sound. It sounds like Cthulhu. This is what it sounds like to me. His tendrils are reaching out. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a heck of a distance. How many light years is that? Eight? It's, uh, it's four. Four Not light years. 3.9 light years or something. Okay, whatever. I mean, that's a long way. That's, that's years for light to travel. And he's able to reach from Prox all the way to Earth. I think it's a metaphor. I don't think his arms are really that long. I don't think he's got arms at all. So yeah, I think it probably is a metaphor. But yes, when I when I heard about the tentacles or the arms or whatever it was, I I was thinking Cthulhu. But uh, I just got a bad feeling about this guy's a bad feeling. Sure, fair enough. That's that is absolutely fair. But we don't get to spend much time with this thought. It says that he was just lonely. This creature from outer space was lonely. And he wanted to make friends, and he decided on Barney. Well, one of them is Barney. Why choose Barney? He seems like a loser. Pick somebody interesting, like Palmer Eldritch, maybe. Wait, wait, wait. This isn't Palmer Eldritch? If it's a creature from deep space, it cannot be Palmer Eldritch. I... <laughs> he could possibly have been absorbed, you know? That's a possibility. I am confused. With good cause. I was thinking Palmer. Like, this is a, a metaphor for how... Palmer is now. And with Choosy, he's able to reach out across 
universes, right, or planets or whatever. Oh. And because he's been so messed up for over a a hundred years, right? It's only been like eight years. No, no, no. But he's lived centuries in his choosy trip, right? Yeah. So, you know, he's been doing this all by himself for like a long time, I'm assuming. Or with the procs, which might not be good. I don't know. We're definitely talking about the three, the first three sentences. We're definitely, yeah, exactly. It's really, really brief. It's really, really short. And then we're very quickly onto the notion that this lonely creature or person has tried to befriend Barney Meyerson. Right. And he's like trying to convince Barney that he's got nothing to lose. You don't, there's no woman that loves you. You've, your life is a wreck. Why don't you just come with me? Let's just hang out. We'll have fun together. Yeah, see, I thought that was always uh, Palmer Eldridge with him. Like, this is... Well, it is Palmer that's talking. Right. This is Barney's understanding of the situation he's in, maybe? I don't know why Barney would have any insight to what's going on. This is the author as third-person omniscient telling us some information that we don't really have any right to know. I guess so. This story has not been told in the third-person omniscient. Sure, I agree. And then this, this, this chapter opens up. Unless it's like Barney, like mind melding with Palmer, you know, that is possible. And that's kind of where I got to, I got to bring it back to, to reality a little bit, you know? So why, why? (laughs) Well, I, I don't know. That's what my brain does, I guess. Well, to be metaphorical, I just kind of have this image of like Palmer Eldritch sitting on his soldier, soldier shoulder, whispering wicked words into his ear and trying to get him to do what he wants, or to undermine him, or to manipulate him. So that's kind of how I imagine this scene going, is Palmer Eldritch being the little devil on his shoulder. So the little devil on his shoulder is like, hey, do you want to go to Mars? What about Terra? I can take you to Prox. We can go hang out at Prox. You've never been there. That would be interesting. Maybe he's just the devil, right? Maybe uh, Barney is to Jesus as Palmer is to the devil, and they're out in the... 40 days and 40 nights, and he's not eating and drinking and whatnot. Something like that, yeah. Huh. Nonetheless, Palmer, or whoever this is, is... It's Palmer. ...continuously just... tempting uh, Barney, trying to figure out what he wants, I think, so that he can manipulate him even farther. Well, Barney doesn't want to go to... Uh, he doesn't want to be back on Mars. He doesn't want to go to Terra. He gave up all that. And he doesn't seem to be interested in going to see the Prox system. He just wants to be a stone. He's right. like, make me a stone. He's like, what are you, really, are you crazy? Palmer Eldridge thinks that being a stone is boring. And he says, I've got, I've got plenty of ambition for both of us. You want me to let you in on it? He's like, I'm going to become a planet. He even mentions Leo there, doesn't he? He says, I got way more imagination than Leo does. Because we thought that Leo, when he uses candy, you know, he's he's tripping without a play out. Or well, he's an evolved human layout. being. <laughs> right. The play, the play set. Yeah. yeah. He does it differently than anybody else. And he kind of felt like he was above others. In a lot of ways, he is. Sure. But this guy has repeatedly shown, Palmer Eldritch has repeatedly shown that he, he outthinks the most intellectual Leo Bolero there is, and hmm, his ambitions are greater as well. Maybe he sought out Barney, maybe because he doesn't have quite the ambition that Leo does. I mean, I know the answer to that, but I don't learn it right now. I learn it pretty soon, right? <laughs> sure. So when... 
Palmer says he's going to become a planet, Barney laughs at him, and that makes Palmer mad. He becomes furious. And he explains that he's going to become the culture of Mars. He's going to inhabit every person on Mars. He's going to be the civilization on Mars. Doesn't Barney, like, question, like, why would you want to be on Mars? Like, why why that of all places? And Leo, Leo, uh, Palmer, (laughs) he... He, um, in essence, he says that you know these people are you know controllable, right? It's unspoiled. Unspoiled. That's what it is. Yeah. Do Do you guys know what this made me think of? No. It's like John Milton, Paradise Lost. It's like it's better to rule in hell than to serve in heaven, and so he's willing to take over this whole planet and be its conqueror, no matter how troubled, or destitute, or it is. Well, it sounds like these people need some direction anyway, right? Well, that may it be sounds true. like he's going to become their god. Yes. And right. he is going to be the head of their civilization in every capacity. That's, that's what it sounds like to me. Um, but Leo doesn't want any part of it. He's not interested in what Palmer Eldritch is up to. He just wants to become a stone on a beach. And he's like, fine, fine, I'll make you a stone. But you, you want to know what? It's a hallucination. It's not real. It's all BS. And it's it's just like having a dream where which you think is prophetic, that that sense that you get that something miraculous is happening in a dream, that's all it is. So it's not real. So what does that say about? What does that say about how trapped Barney really is, and how trapped Leo really is? And it shouldn't mean they're trapped at all, really. Or well, they might they might be stuck with hallucinations. For but sure. But if it's just a hallucination. You ignore it and go on with your day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If it's... <laughs> Until it is a speeding car coming at you. And Leo did last chapter also. What? He ignored the fact that his uh, secretary had the oh. robotic arm. Kind of just went along with his day. You're right. Yes, yes, that, that did happen. You're right. Well, it looks like Barney doesn't want any part of anything that Palmer Eldritch is offering. And Palmer's like, oh, you're no fun. You know what your problem is? You have a death wish. We saw that back when he was being suicidal when he lost his job. Did he do anything to really... That was a brief moment of weakness, but I think I haven't seen it since then. In fact, I've seen, I've seen a stealing of his resolve to... He came to Mars to die slowly for 50 years. That is true, but I've also seen him work hard to make something of himself. Well, you're talking about last chapter, he worked for half of a morning... Look, if you're trying to commit suicide by smoking cigarettes, you're doing a really bad job. No, you're stretching it out. That's not a death wish. Look, I'm not the one who wrote this book, okay? He is accused of having a death wish. He said he had a death wish. I don't know. I, I think it isn't necessarily asking for death to take over. It's just you want like a non-feeling existence that will last forever, maybe. What you want is death. Death? Barney doesn't seem to understand. And he says, you mean you didn't know. Ah, oh, come on. Top of page 207. I no, don't disagree I that I that's didn't what was know. written. This is very simple, Meyerson. I'm giving you a translated world, and then I'm going to kill you in it. That's the important thing, is that Palmer Eldritch looks to be taking over the body of Barney. He did, yeah, he took it over. So that he can uh, live and Barney can be shot out of space. Yes, he's turning Barney into himself so he can sacrifice Barney instead of himself. And he pretty, I mean, he says that right here. 
He doesn't hide it at all. He's doing what Barney, he thinks Barney wants. He's giving Barney, he, he chose somebody specifically that wants to die. And he's like, hey, guess what? I want to live. So this is perfect. I will replace me with you and I'll go and ha- hang out with Ann Hawthorne and you can die for me. Barney might have a suicidal thought. Palmer's push, he's putting him in front of an open window. That's what he's doing. Okay. You're giving him a shove. He is purposely bringing this conversation around to where Barney will accept the fact that he's basically being killed by Palmer Eldridge, even though we know it's Leo, even though we really know it's the other guy. Barney wants one thing. He just wants to be that plaque. He just wants to be a stone. He just wants to exist and not feel. And Palmer's like, well, that's death, you know, and you know what, you know what? I can give you real death and you know what? You're going to help me out when you're doing it. He's so nice about it though. Um, it is kind of death. The cessation of sensation is uh, its kind of like death, right? Sure, sure. And that's what Barney's saying. He doesn't want to feel anything because everything hurts. I, I don't disagree, but Barney is specifically trying to be something that isn't destroyed. You know, rocks do get destroyed, but you know. That's what, I mean. what Palmer was talking about, though. He said it's just an illusion. You're not really going to become a stone. It's right. an illusion. You'll think you're a stone, but you're not a stone. You'll still decay and die. Well, I assume anybody that takes choosy and sticks in this world long enough will decay and die. Isn't this the shyster who promised everybody eternal life? He hasn't failed to deliver yet. It's just a concept, though. Well, Palmer gets bored with Barney, and he says, You're dumped off. I'm leaving you. Goodbye. (laughs) He effectively switches bodies on him. It says he emerges, and he's right there in the hovel, right? Two months into the future, I think. And it's Palmer Eldritch inside of Barney Marison's body. And he's cooking up some mushrooms. Yeah. And talking to himself. Wait, Anne's not there? Anne is there. Oh, yeah, yeah. She overhears him. He's like, what does he say? He's like, I made it. I did it. I did it. it. And she's like, you did what? I put the perfect seasonings in these (laughs) mushrooms. I'll tell you, he was quick on the uptake there. Such a simple thing to say, right? All right, so let's leave Barney... Um, uh, Palmer Eldridge. Let's leave, let's leave Palmer Eldridge there. We're going to end up going to Barney on the ship, but um, just is there anything else that you guys want to talk about in that section? No, I think I said what I said, uh, or what I meant. Uh, you know, I just it, it was it was good little play between the two guys, and whether or not Barney wanted you know the final end or not, Palmer was going to uh, coax it out of him and make it happen, and it's cool. Well, I think it was weird that well, it wasn't weird. It was interesting that he chose somebody that had a death wish, and it kind of made sense. Like in the past, when we'd seen Barney, and he's such a failure in life, right? And he is morose, and he is sore about his past, and he's sore about not having Emily. And then we've got this villain, as it were, who is choosing somebody to die in his stead, but he chose somebody who he views as kind of wanting that already. I, th- I thought that was kind of neat, personally. Because he could have chose Leo. Right? He chose anybody he wanted, but he specifically chose somebody who had messed up their life, didn't have anything to lose. You're still on this, uh, he's doing things with, you know, our thoughts in mind, you know, in mind. I don't know why he chose Barney. Okay. I'm just... But that's his justification. Well, right? I mean, if you can justify it, you can You get can it justify done. anything. <laughs> anything at all. <laughs> justification, all right, man, makes you a powerful person. Let's follow Barney, shall we? Yeah. All right, so Barney wakes up on a ship. He recognizes the gravity as being not that of Earth. 
He goes and looks out at a plastic portal, and he sees the sun, and he's like, uh And he knows he's Palmer Eldritch, so he tromps <laughs> on down to the command, whatever, the locked... Knocks he on sees his door. arm. He knows that he's like got a metal arm and everything, right? There should be no question, but he knows what's happened to him. Yeah, he he uh, he talks to this guy, and he's like, "Hey, I wanna I wanna send a message to the ship out there." And the guy has like a pen and paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, just, he does. A little <laughs> odd. He's all, you know, we gotta contact this guy over there, you know, Leo, because um, he's gonna shoot us, and we don't want that to happen. You know, I mean. I don't want to die, and I don't think you do either. And his daughter's there. Zoe's there. Yeah. Oh yeah, but she's dressed as a German beer maid. (laughs) It's weird. I agree. And she's wearing fur slippers. It's a strange, strange thing. I don't know. There wasn't a lot here. It was just Barney as Palmer Eldritch trying to not get killed. This is two months into the future. Also, this is when Leo's attack ship is laying an ambush for Palmer Eldritch after having left Venus. The UN guy, Hepburn Gilbert, is in on it. He authorized or sanctioned this hit. Yeah. What a wishy-washy politician. Yes. What the heck is the UN doing? <laughs> he approved, and then he disapproved. Strongly. Fatally. I don't know. It's not a failing in the UN in reality. It's a failing in it's a failing in imagination or plot from the author. The irony is that I, I, I completely see a politician just you know, changing sides at whim. The information, it's different each time, I assume. And Leo's providing a lot of it. You mean new? Yeah, and the new information. You know, right. like before Choosy was no big deal. And nobody had tried it when they approved it, which is yeah. a nutty thing to approve. <laughs> yeah, it was a little strange. Absolutely. Thumbs up. Go ahead. What happened to child testing? I mean, they could have at least done that. <laughs> or at least animals, right? Something. Okay, so Barney is desperately trying to not get killed, and that is that is primarily the only thing that happens in this section, other than the ship does get attacked. Oh, it does. A laser beam basically tears the ship in half, and we leave this section with Barney Palmer Eldritch lying on the ship's decking, waiting to die. And then Leo Bolero walks up to him. Very strange here. It threw me a bit. Just the... It threw me, but it's amazing. Like it, it did throw me. Like I read it and I was like, "Oh, what the hell!" And then, and then it kind of falls into place, and everything starts to make sense now. Great, I'm glad it is for you because it was like there was no break in between the space battle scene and Leo Bolero being there fiddling th- with his pockets, right, looking for that vial to find yeah. out if Barney took it or not. The the uh, what is it? Epilepsy Q. Yes. Um, so yeah, that was the that the fact that there was no break, yeah. and that we're already. I mean, it's Leo and and Felix. Barney's body in the same place, and I'm thinking Barney is Palmer Eldritch, right, right. And it's but we're and, back in Chickenpox Prospect. We are suddenly, instantly, and there's no like you said, it's just a blur. It just happens. So I'm assuming this is like a shock of awakening or something like that. Yeah, it seems like it. So Barney, who was under, you know, he was in Palmer's body. On Choosy. The minute the explosion, the, the, the laser shot happens, he wakes up from it. And Leo's going through his clothes. Right. And he's like, you backed out, you chicken. He's like, I didn't back out, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it's hilarious when you say it like that. That's what he did. I mean, it's ridiculous. 
I just hadn't had time to back out yet. Right. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. He was he's been under this whole time basically. Although it's only a little bit, right? It hasn't been very long. Uh, Leo says that he had just locked the door when they had arrived, and so it was only like a minute or two later that Norm Shine had the master key and let them into his room. And they find him on the ground in a coma or whatever, and then they I guess they wake him up. He gets woken up. I don't really know how that worked. His trip was very, very brief, but... They spent time waking him up, though. Anne explains, again, that you know his subjective time could have been weeks or whatever. Well, he can never chew choosy again. Right. Well, I think choosy is a pathway to the devil. And I think uh, Palmer... Tell me why he thinks that he can't chew choosy again. How's that? Because it will be a direct conduit to allow Palmer Eldritch to take him over again. And instead of Palmer dying on the ship, it will be him dying on the ship. And he doesn't want to die now, suddenly, that he's oh. been faced with mortality. Yes. Oh, I see what you're saying. So if he ever does choosy again, he's going to go right back to that point in time where he's getting shot. But what about all the other people that might do choosy? Well, they have their own unique fantasies. Uh. Well, they weren't singled out by Palmer Eldritch either. This guy sure. was. I fail to see how he couldn't just choose somebody else in time, though. Well, I assume he can, but that's going to take some work, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, know. he's got nothing but time. Right? Well, if we outlaw choosy, he's screwed, right? But that ship has already been blown in half. So, uh, who are you going to so get he's... to sign up for that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, somebody unwilling, right? Mm-hmm. All you have to do, if I mean, if you're truly a deceitful individual, you just tell them, yeah, I can get you off of Mars, because you can. Mm-hmm. And then you take him to this ship that's almost destroyed and there's no air left and your daughter's floating off in space and wearing that Bavarian dress. And weird. I don't I don't get it. But Barney's never going to chew choosy again or so he says. He's um he's not going to take this toxin. So Felix is kind of a dud here. He's like, you should never have relied on this guy. I warned you. Whatever. He's very, very negative, and he just kind of storms off, mad at Barney. And Leo says, well, you know, I'm never going to get you off of Mars now if you're not going to help me out. Barney's like, okay, I'm just going to be a colonist here. I'm going to live with it. So to, to me, that's the first time he's actually, I don't know, done something difficult that shows me that he's changed, like his character has changed. You know, working for half of a morning he took a stand. doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yes, he, he, he risked something, and he's paying a price for it. And I respect that. I do. I don't respect half of a morning's work on a farm. I've done that. <laughs> and he got paid 35 cents an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I got paid $10 for a 10-hour day of pulling rocks out of a field. <laughs> $10. Dollars. I was like, I'm never working for a farmer again. That's for sure. <laughs> Ever. Uh, that's Especially the old German type. I love know? that story. That was hard work. <laughs> I don't think he even provided us water. There was no meal. I know that. It was like, it was sun up to sun down. And like, I had a bottle of Gatorade that I quickly drank. Whatever. We're not talking about it. <laughs> that's what it's like on Mars. Hey, the same thing happened to me, but I quit at noon when I knew I was getting shystered. Yeah, no, I didn't know. And we didn't have a car either. We were waiting for Jason's land dad, Jason Land's dad, rest in peace, to come and pick us up at the end of the day. So we didn't even have an escape. We didn't know where we were. We just got dropped off. Here you go, kids. Earn some money. And he's like, here's a 20. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to 
Ten bucks each, though, right? Yeah, ten bucks each, man. Okay. I gotta say, I didn't realize that he didn't want to take the drug because he he he'll die if he does, if he gets. I mean, it was. I did realize that you know Palmer Eldritch would be involved in anybody that takes that, as we're gonna see in a few minutes. But um, yeah, I didn't realize it be because he'd be transported right back to that moment. That's what he thinks, right? But he's not just guessing. I think he's also using his precog ability to determine what's going on. He, that stuff is mentioned a little bit into the future, uh-huh. but I think it bears it bears out that he's using his precog ability now as well. I see. I see. Well, he yeah, it has mentioned that uh, that he still has it. Well, last chapter, we're like he hasn't been talking about precog anything for a long time, and now well, we get it. <laughs> it makes sense that you know he looked in the future and saw Leo having killed Palmer Eldritch, and we were like, <gasps> "Oh, so likely. worried for Leo, he's going to go to prison, you know, and all this other yeah, stuff." And it's like, no, th- no, this was probably like-, like a time hundredth year anniversary thing or something, you know, yeah. the hundredth anniversary of Palmer Eldritch being blown up by Leo or something, you know. I think it. I think it hasn't happened. Time yet. man of the year. I'm just it's joking. about I to happen, mean. right? Well, he was saying he was looking in the future, so I don't know how far he went. I, can't I don't remember. either. All right, so Palmer can never go back onto that ship, so he can never choo choosy again. That's his inclination, at least. Barney. Um, but he says that it's probable that Palmer Eldridge could still evade death, and probable is italicized. So I think that he thinks it's a possibility. But he doesn't really know. He can't really judge this, I'm guessing. Barney thinks maybe there's been a permanent mark left on him from being joined with Palmer Eldritch. That he's gained a certain kind of weird wisdom, uh, perception, a a new kind of perception, an encompassing perception. And then he's like, I wonder if I, you know, joining with Palmer Eldridge lent anything to him from me. He's like, oh, I guess not. (laughs) It's a one-way trade. Dealing with the devil. Palmer didn't get anything out of the deal, man. Palmer didn't get anything out of the deal. I think that's hilarious. Wait, Palmer or Barney didn't get anything out of the deal? Barney gained some kind of I see what you're saying. awareness. He calls yeah. it a form of absolute awareness. Well, I mean, what does Palmer want, though? He wants to get somebody well, to be his gonna, patsy. You yeah, know? he's going to get him killed. That's, That's the only but, thing he can I mean, he can want, right? Well, in every way, he's superior to Barney. So there's, like, nothing he can gain from having melded with Barney other than maybe, you know, like, some remnants of depression. You know, I didn't see I didn't see it that way, but okay, that makes sense. (laughs) He does say, however, that our opponent, something admittedly ugly and foreign, had entered one of our race like an ailment during the long voyage between Terra and Prox. Yeah. And then it had known much more about their infinite, their finite lives than they themselves did. So Um, what does that mean? I think Barney thinks that this is an alien creature that has taken over Palmer Eldritch, even I though we're see. dealing with Palmer Eldritch's body. Right. And did you guys notice that when Palmer Eldritch shows up there, he's like, I'm Palmer Eldritch. When he showed up on at Chicken Pox Prospect. Hard to say. Wait, he, he did that? I don't. He said it yeah. to himself. But even if he says it to himself, it, he still said it. He it's said, to remind I'm Palmer himself. Eldritch. Does he, he does he still have this self identity, or is he doesn't understand how human beings greet each other? 
Well, he's greeting himself. There's, I mean, he's not even talking to Anne. He's frying up mushrooms at that point. <sighs> yeah. You don't think that... Uh... But he's a creature from outer space. So all right, he, all right. Let's just pretend actually... it's not a creature from outer space. Let's just pretend it's Palmer Eldritch all the way, okay? Okay. And he transfers bodies. Yep. And he's Which is something humans the... can do. Got it. And he, pl- he transfers into Barney's body... But he has to remind himself that he's Palmer Eldritch. Just assume that. Okay. I, okay, okay. I okay. totally understand your concept of an alien pretending to be Palmer Eldritch, pretending to be Barney. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it really doesn't matter right now, because I'm sure we'll find out in the end, or not. <laughs> but um, I think this whole book is all about uh, roles that we play, the roles that we we show to others when we are seen, and other times when we're not even seen, and it, I think it plays a lot into you know how we are these days, even whether it's like avatars running through video games or personalities on Twitter. You know, have you noticed that everybody has a nom de plume? Nobody goes by their name except for you know some naive children, <laughs> naive old people. That's yeah, me. Naive old people on the internet are like, yes, I'm actually this person. That's my real name. What? Oh, I'm supposed to. Oh, disguise that. I don't know. Well, you know, it's funny because like if I have anything to hide, that's the reason why I wouldn't want to use my name. Well, that and you wouldn't necessarily want just any old person finding you. I well, mean, that's a the thing name also is one sure. thing. And then getting a phone number, that's not hard. And then getting an address, that's also not hard. And once right. you have those things, how hard is it to get the rest? Well, yeah, I hear you there. Um, unfortunately, that's the world that we live in. Yeah, I know, which is why I use an avatar's name. I don't go by my <laughs> own name on the internet. Okay, so on 208. Just got the right amount of seasonings in this, he said, still exulting. I am Palmer Eldritch, and I'm here, not there. I'll survive Leo's attack, and I know how to use, enjoy this life here as Barney didn't or wouldn't. Right. It sounds like he's not confused about who he is. Okay. It sounds like he's Palmer Eldritch. Yeah. But a couple of pages later, it sounds like Barney is pretty convinced that he's an alien that devoured Palmer Eldritch and is using his body. What was the pages later? What was that one? Um, our opponent, bottom of 214, last, second to last paragraph. Good question. It begins. Yeah. Well, I mean, Leo's been saying how uh, Palmer Eldritch has been eaten up by these people or something mm-hmm. like that. What do I want to say? I want to say it's strange how everything is so very metaphysical and kind of, you know, beyond us. In, in thinking sometimes or at least the way we we think this story is that it's just gonna simply be some alien that ate palmer eldritch and is trying to like take us over it is i uh, yeah i get you but you know I, i'm every now and then i am reminded that palmer eldritch is the one that warned leo yes that's a weird thing too. and then his daughter warned him as well zoe warned leo on the planet which was, I can't remember. Ganymede. Yeah. And Palmer Eldritch warned Leo in the choosy trip. Yeah. I'm just just reminding. That's how it went. That's good. But, I mean, it still it doesn't really change the fact that 
the person. Well, I always thought it was weird that he would be the the villain of the book and also be helping Leo. You know, getting we we thought that maybe there was just a little bit of his realness that came out in that moment. Yeah. Maybe that's still. I mean, maybe maybe there's a an after image of Palmer Eldritch, regardless of who the creature is that took him over. Maybe the uh. creature doesn't understand English, uh. and it's like they're talking. I can tell, but I have no idea what they're saying. It's okay; they can't stop me. So Fran and Norm Shine enter, and they want to share their experience. It must have been profound on some level for them to both be so excited to share their experience. Well, didn't they want to know how Barney went? You uh-huh. know how it went for him. Well, his door just got kicked in, and. You know, that kind of stuff. Well, so, not only that, he stole the bindle of choosing from Anne. And they, he did. They, I guess they knew that. What a monster. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> How was your second trip, Arnie? Well, they want to share what their trip was like as well. So tell me about that. Well, Norm liked it. But he said he's like, he's like, I liked it. And a lot better than Candy, except, and he paused. And he said there was a creepy presence, though. Yeah. I wonder if its name is Palmer. Yeah. Well, Anne, I'm sorry, Fran, said the same thing. She said, I felt it too. I was like, I'm not going to try it again. I'm afraid of it. And Barney says, don't be afraid of it. It's just trying to live like the rest of us are. And I'm like, does Barney get it? There's this. I think Barney thinks that he gets it. Yeah. But I'm not entirely sure that Barney gets it. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. Barney thinks there is a sentient entity living within... Uh, choosy. Choosy, exactly. It's like that's its medium of communication or something. Yes, but, you know, um, Norm and Fran both sensed it. Or think yes. or think they did. They did. There's something else that he says about it being old. That anything that's that old is going to be uncomfortable for them. So, yes, I, I, I think I, I'm taking your point of view that Barney believes it's this ancient and old in, entity, Cthulhu, that is invading people's minds through choosy. So, question. If this creature from the deeps of space took over Barney, I'm sorry, took over Palmer Eldritch, does choosy have anything to do with it? Well, think about it from a different way. Let's say that Palmer Eldritch was doing this stuff on Prox, and he encountered this entity. In that dimension? In that dimension, or whatever it was, and it literally took him over then. Oh. And then used him to come to Earth. Because maybe the Proxers were immune, because for them it was just mildly... Strong tobacco. Yeah, Yeah, mildly recreational. But they're like, oh, but humans are extremely susceptible. So now I he took over one human... He's like, why can't I take over all of them? Right. Okay. Okay. How Star Trek it is. Anything that old. And then I think Barney goes on to try to explain that we didn't name it per se, and it didn't name itself, but that thing is pretty familiar to us. It's been around for a long time, and he's hinting that it is God. And Fran is like, but evil? Like the evil version of God? And he's like, it's just an aspect of its character. And then he fails to mention that in his own opinion, Palmer Eldritch, this possible creature from space, was trying to help him in his own way. Which, I don't know. 
uh, by trying to kill him when he wanted to die. I mean, maybe, maybe. I don't really see it, though. It didn't seem benevolent in any capacity. (laughs) It did seem to be, like, offering him what he wanted in a way. Well, usually it's it's a sin to kill yourself. I mean, I'm sure there's some religions that have things you can do to die... (laughs) <laughs> well, this be is okay. specifically Christianity, so it doesn't even but, matter. But yeah, right? it's Except never okay to that. kill yourself. Yeah, exactly. I don't sure know. It it's kind of like that uh, that girl in high school that was, you know, texting her boyfriend to kill himself, and he did, and she got in trouble no. for it. Remember that? Yeah, sure she did. Yeah, sure she did. I mean, for crying out loud. Well, whatever. For, I don't... for being a piece of, <laughs> that's why she got into trouble. Oh well, she was, but at the same time, yeah, but that's not a crime. He still did it. I agree, man. He still did it. I mean. I'm I'm sorry, but I can be a piece of shit and that doesn't mean I should go to jail. It's based on what I do. That will be our next podcast. She did do something, which I guess they're ascribing blame to her. I don't really know. I wasn't at the trial. I did watch her reaction <laughs> when she got sentenced. Oh, though. Yeah. Those are the best videos, especially when you see grown men cry. Oh, it's amazing. It's just, oh, it just gets me right there every time. What do you mean, life in prison? All I did was kill that dude. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Uh, nasty business. Mm. The ju- it's the judges that I like because sometimes they have very nice explanations. You know, the the they're being judges and they're explaining why they do the things that they do or you know, sentences they they offer. It's it's interesting. All right, so um, that's the end of the chapter. It was a short one. Yeah, it was a short one. Do you guys have anything for this section? No, but I mean, but to wrap it up, this was I was confused by this chapter. I was what? What was? What did you find confusing? Actually, I think you brought up a lot of epiphanies that completely I didn't get. Like, like that uh, Barney really believes it's this ancient older entity that took over Palmer Eldritch, and I was under the impression that it absolutely was. But I get. That it's only his perception that it is. Then again, Fran and Norm sensed some presence there as well. So I'm... I'm going to tell you a story. Yeah. I once took what I would consider a heroic dose of mushrooms. <gasps> you have? Mm-hmm. Damn. And I took it with two, peop- two, two other people. One whom I was a good friend with and one whom I didn't really know. It was a long time ago, and it was in the middle of the night, and we went to this park in Oakland. I can't remember the name of it. It's this little, you'd be interested geologically because it's at a place where a fault has been rubbing together, and it creates a little lake. Most people don't seem to know that it's there. It's a nice place to go to have an experience like this. And I encountered something there that was old. That's the only real way I can put it. Like, I felt that the person that I didn't know super well had been taken over by an entity that was from the deeps of space and who was more intelligent than me by a long measure and who was toying with me like a cat plays with a mouse. I saw things I cannot explain. I feel like my mind was read for sure because things that I was thinking were being answered by the person that I didn't particularly know very well. Um, it was very scary and I ended up leaving both of them i left them there and i just i bolted because i was i was nervous but i bolted knowing full well that it was probably the end of my freedom forever because the thing was threatening to kill both of them 
these other two people that I was with and that I was going to be blamed for it. And that perfectly makes sense because when the authorities would arrive, they would be like, oh, yeah, you were the last person to see these two people alive and now they're dead and you're not. When he used that word old at the end of the chapter, I was like, oh, we had a very similar mushroom experience, he and I. And I think that's what he's writing about is a profound mushroom experience. Hmm. I read minds before. <laughs> we all knew each other very well, though. And uh, it was also, mine was in San Francisco. We went to Golden Gate Park. And it was not a heroic uh, dose. It was just a good amount. <laughs> and uh, I swear, we were answering questions and writing things down in books. Everybody was, like, thinking the same thing. And they were just illustrating it in their own different way. Some people drew. And it was really... Uh, I mean, we hardly ever talked with each other during that time also. Like, physically speaking with each other. I mean, I, I went off to, and... Right? I went off and did stuff on my own. And when I came back, you know, this is what we all basically came up with. And it wasn't all just, I ate mushrooms, you know, or anything like that. But it was, you know, it's just answering questions that other people were asking or getting answered and not even saying it verbally. It's pretty amazing. There's definitely something to that that I do not, I do not understand. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and he said, there's no such thing as a bad mushroom trip. That's kind of true, but it caused me anxiety mm -hmm. and it ruined a friendship. Huh? Anything that old. I mean, that's just how I thought of it, too. It was like it was just something really, really, really old. Um, so back to the chapter. Barney's back. I don't really have a lot of faith that he's actually back, though. I mean, we keep seeing... Uh, yeah. But if it is a hallucination, then maybe the explanation from last chapter is more accurate than this chapter's explanation. That... The layers of hallucination like wear off over time and you can go about your normal life. You're just going to have some flashbacks periodically. I'm kind of hoping that's the way it is, but I don't know. Um, well, this is a shorty. Do you guys have anything else? No, I'm excited to read the, uh, the final chapter of this book. Yes, I am too. I am too. You got anything? No, I, I feel the same way. I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's all understandable at the end. <laughs> But I have a feeling it isn't going to be. I feel like it's not going to be either, yeah. Like, there's going to be a lot left up to our own imagination, and there's not going to be a straight answer necessarily. You know? Yeah. I feel Should that be the case, I'll be okay with it, but I would like something, at least something concrete, you know? If it isn't Barney on Mars, then who is it? That's what I want to know. You know, I want to, <laughs> if they're all trapped in the mind of this thing or the choosy trip, I would like to know. That would be like the two answers mostly right there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think the last chapter is a pretty short one too. Actually, in hindsight, when I was looking, I was thinking we should have just done them together. Yeah. But it's not that short. It's just one of the shorter chapters. So we'll be back in a few days time. Thank you for joining us. We will see you in the next one. Bye. Goodbye, all. <laughs>